Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's Horror. My name is Moth. And I'm Tay. And we don't really have any business to get to, so we're just gonna fucking jump right into it. Yeah, um, actually I want to give a disclaimer to everyone. Uh, yeah, no, this is just super quick. If you hear any, like, banging or weird noises in the background, um, my upstairs neighbor recently broke her hip and she's been walking around with a walker and we live in a kind of crappy apartment and you can like totally hear it through the ceiling um so yeah if you hear banging in the background uh, while i'm talking um no one's dying or getting murdered it's just someone trying to to walk around without pain um trying to so, live their life yeah please forgive us uh i i don't know how to how to soundproof my ceiling um <laughs> so <laughs> maybe there's we'll only there so day. much we can do about it when we're living in apartments you know yeah it's it just be like that sometimes but um yeah i just want to let you guys know if you if you heard that it's not you going crazy it's it's just it's just noise but yep yeah that's it happens that's it <laughs> we can get into it now so yeah. <laughs> today i had planned on following us up with like a horror comedy because mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be a lot scarier than it was i remembered it being scarier Mm -hmm. but so we're just keeping it light i guess (laughs) and doing a sort of a sci-fi horror comedy which is fun Mm -hmm. which is the cabin in the woods oh okay never seen this one it's well that's kind of the whole thing (laughs) yeah that's true i was i (laughs) in my brain i okay i said i've never seen this one i was going to say i've never heard of this one which is a lie that it's just a blatant lie (laughs) i'm I'm not to lie to all of you (laughs) yeah we have a list of movies that we both have like picked out for eventually covering on the pod you put this on your list (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with me i'm really sorry everyone (laughs) nah it's fine (laughs) sometimes we, we just forget that we know things on this podcast we do that we do it's totally fine yeah exactly so <laughs> i just i promise i don't usually lie on the pod um i just i don't know what was i <sighs> welcome to here's horror taylor this is your first fucking episode you have no idea what you're doing um <laughs> it's not like we're 30 episodes in or anything <laughs> literally it's um, fine okay. neither Sorry, of us guys. know how to like function or speak ever so like if it's... if you haven't gotten used to that by now what are you doing like yeah Honestly, um, spoilers to when we're recording. Sorry to break the magic. We just got finished talking about Barbie for like an hour. Yeah. Um, so my brain's just still there in Barbie um, mode. It's in Barbie land. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, sorry. I sorry to any references to. I, I'm not actually sorry <laughs> to any references to Barbie we make throughout this movie. Um, it's been like a month since it's been out. But if you haven't seen Barbie, go fucking see. Barbie. Go see it, um, please. It's really good. It's so fucking good. It changed my brain chemistry, I'm pretty sure. It yeah. It scratched a certain kind of itch that I didn't it did. know needed to be scratched. Um mm-hmm. but anyway, we're not here to talk about the Barbie movie, even though we could have a whole episode of about the Barbie movie. That's very um, true. But no, we are here to talk about the cabin in the woods today. <laughs> yes. So the ratings for this movie are pretty high. It has a seven out of ten on IMDB with four hundred thirty four thousand ratings. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 92% with a 74% audience score. It was acclaimed for the well-developed script and quality performances by the cast. I think part of why the audience score is so much lower than the critics rating is, I'm guessing, because this is how I felt about it when it came out, Mm -hmm. the marketing for it, at least to me, 
felt more like it was going to be like straightforward fucked up horror not mm-hmm. like horror comedy really or okay. maybe I just missed the memo because I remember when mm-hmm. I first watched it I didn't like it because I oh. had expected a like traditional horror movie not a horror comedy yeah and mm-hmm. I do love horror comedies but I want to know that that's what it is when I'm getting into it if I'm expecting mm-hmm. full-blown horror and I get horror comedy I'm kind of caught off guard and like a yeah, little no, weirded out by it yeah mm-hmm. so I've only seen this movie twice and the first time was when I was like just being grumpy about it so I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. it for what it was and then the second time was when I was getting one of my tattoos done so and I was also <laughs> facing away from the TV so <laughs> I also wasn't able to really appreciate it in its entirety then so this will be kind of like my first time like really immersing myself in this movie. Yeah okay we're in it together. Yeah I'm excited about it. But yeah, so it has kind of like decent reviews, but also sort of mixed reviews, depending on if it's Mm -hmm. critics versus general audiences. Mm -hmm. So it had a budget of $30 million. Oh, wow. And they used every bit of that budget. Oh, yeah. a crazy fucking movie. So it would have been released in 2009 or 2010, but that didn't happen for financial reasons. The original production company that was supposed to distribute it went bankrupt. And so it was just shelved for a while. And then it got picked Mm. up by Lionsgate. It was first shown at the Butnamathon Festival in December of 2011 in Austin, Texas. And so this isn't the first film we've covered that premiered at one of those festivals. I don't think it was the same year, though. But I can't remember what other movie it was, so I can't Mm -hmm. go back to check. But in case you don't know, the Butnamathon was a 24-hour festival of constant film viewings, and there were, like, premieres and some vintage films, and it took Mm -hmm. place annually from 1999 to 2016. Interesting. Okay. I think it's Why did I I think this movie was made in, like, the 80s? I don't know why. um, But (laughs) No, literally, whenever you were like, yeah, whenever it first came out, I was like, you weren't alive whenever it first came out. I thought this was like an 80s movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I really have I really know nothing about this movie. It was one of my dad's favorites, so I think that's why I put it on the list. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um yeah, so the wide release was in the US on um April 13th, 2012. So okay. This is another one where the technical release date goes after the f- or wait the technical release date that like goes after the film title so like cabin in the woods parentheses the year it came out is different mm-hmm. than the same than the year that it had its wide release so it's technically like a 2011 movie because it was first premiered mm-hmm. in 2011 but the wide release was 2012 it's confusing whatever yeah <laughs> it did pretty well in theaters worldwide the film grossed 66 and a half million dollars about two-thirds of which was in the u.s and canada It was the third highest grossing film at the box office during its opening weekend behind The Three Stooges. And then in first place was The Hunger Games that weekend. Just a little reference point Mm. for when this came out. The director is Drew Goddard. He's primarily a producer and a writer. He co-wrote this as well. And this was the first film he directed that was released. From his, oh, wow. Yeah, from his IMDb, it looks like he had directed another project before, but it's still untitled, so I guess it just got scrapped. Mm-hmm. But then this was his technical debut. Interesting. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. He also... We've directed- had a lot of... I'm sorry. We've, we've had a lot of, like, 
directors, like the movies that we're watching. It was like their first yeah one, like Jaws, Steven Spielberg. I don't Isn't know. That crazy? I feel like there were some other ones. Was it? There's uh, a ton. Nightmare on Elm Street. One of Wes mm, Craven's first, or Scream no. the first, or something else the first. I'm blind. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Wes Craven got started with like Last House on the Left or something like that. But okay, maybe that's I, what I'm thinking of. I don't know. I we, just we've know got that a lot that are were yeah. directorial directorial debuts. So yeah. So yeah. It's anyway, wild. sorry. A lot of people <laughs> get their start in horror, and it's very interesting to me. Mm. I don't know. So he also has directed a Cabin in the Woods short documentary called An Army of Nightmares about the makeup and animatronics in the movie. And he also oh, cool. directed a film called Bad Times at the El Royale in 2018 and four episodes of The Good Place. I love oh, that show. Oh, <laughs> I also love The Good Place. Incredible show. Yeah. He's been writing primarily for TV series since 2002, though. And oh, cool. Yeah, some of his writing credits include 22 episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 2002 to 2003, Cloverfield in 2008. There are children in my apartment complex who are yelling outside <laughs> right now. There's nothing I can do about it, so just kind yep. of try to ignore that. I don't, I'm sorry. People are loud. <laughs> People are going to be loud. Uh, it is what it is. It's a Sunday morning for us, so you know, yep. it happens. Anyway, he's also written nine episodes of Lost. The Martian in 2015, and he worked on every episode of Daredevil, which I fucking love that show. I've never seen an episode of Daredevil, good one. sorry, everyone. It's a good one. <laughs> That's okay. You'll survive without it. So, I mentioned that Drew Goddard co-wrote this. He wrote it with Joss Whedon. You might recognize that name. He's yeah. a very highly regarded screenwriter, and he's been writing since 89. Some of the things he's written for include episodes of Roseanne, all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so the two of them worked on Buffy together. Oh, cool. He wrote Toy Story, Alien Resurrection, Firefly, The Avengers, and Avengers Age of Ultron, just to name a few. Mm, I liked Age of Ultron. I've literally Same. seen, like, three Avengers movies, and one of them is Age of Ultron. I mean, I that's it. fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one, yeah. He's also directed a good chunk of the things he's written, with a few exceptions, including this one. So... They were originally going to have a different director for this movie than Drew Goddard. It was going to mm -hmm. be the person who directed Jeepers Creepers. I didn't write his name down because I'm good at things. But <laughs> what happened was they were originally going to have him direct, but he had some time conflicts or something, so he couldn't do it. And then Joss Whedon wanted to direct this one, but Drew Goddard also, like, he really wanted to get more directing experience and be able to direct one of the projects that he had written so joss whedon mm -hmm. like took a back seat let him have it and um oh, took so a cool. producer role instead yeah mm -hmm. pretty sweet so yeah. joss whedon has uh also directed an episode of glee <laughs> which i didn't know and i just had to point that out <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He directed an episode I, of Glee. Wow. I didn't look up which episode, but I just I need him. to know which episode. I'm sorry. Keep talking, but I'm going to Google which episode of Glee that he directed. Um, okay. In case you guys didn't know, uh, Moth and I have seen every episode of Glee, and we watched <laughs> most of it together. Um, I have re-watched some of Glee, and let me just tell you that I trauma-blocked most of that show Same. out. 
Like I, we were obsessed with Glee yep. for like a long time. Yep. Um, and I tried to rewatch it, and I couldn't remember a single thing that had ever happened in that no. show. Um, I've I would text them and be show. like, "Do you remember this thing happening?" And <laughs> they respond, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Every single time, without fail. And I've seen like a few clips of it on TikTok in the last like year or two, and every single time, I'm just like, "What?" literally (laughs) we yeah no we used to go like hard for glee but anyway sorry i'm gonna google what episode he directed you continue okay so basically drew goddard and joss whedon's goal with this movie was to like pull a scream and revitalize the slasher genre again because it kind of fell off for a while and I also mentioned that their script was highly praised. The craziest thing to me is that it was written in only three days. And they wrote it as, like, kind of a way to challenge themselves when they were struggling with screenwriting. So the two of them just, like, booked a hotel room for three days and just, like, busted their asses writing this script. And, like, the first draft of it. And it turned out fucking beautiful. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Uh... I found out which episode he directed. Oh, he directed good. the 19th episode, um, which is Dream On. Neil Patrick Harris is also in it. Oh. Um, he also, um, Josh Whedon directed Dr. Horrible. Which, yeah, he, he did. I with, intentionally with Neil left Patrick that Harris. out because um, um, I don't want to talk about Dr. Horrible's sing-along vlog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. We don't have to talk about it. But that's that's the episode that he directed. Good to know. <laughs> All right, so moving forward, though, the cast for this movie is stacked as fuck. So we have Kristen Connolly playing Dana, Chris Hemsworth as Kurt, Anna Hutchinson as Jules, Fran Krantz as Marty, Jesse Williams as Holden, Richard Jenkins as Sitterson, and Bradley Whitford as Hadley. You might not necessarily recognize those names right away, but I guarantee you will recognize a lot of the faces. <laughs> so, I probably will. That's yeah. usually how I am with actors. I'll, Me too. Like, be watching a movie, I'll be like, it's like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where I'm like, oh, that. I yep. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Same. So you're probably going to be doing quite a bit of that with this movie. All right, let's do it. (laughs) So in terms of awards, though, it had a good chunk of nominations and wins, including multiple wins for Best Screenplay, including at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, the British Fantasy Awards, and the Bram Stoker Awards. And it also won a Saturn Award for Best Horror or Thriller Film and, like, just a bunch of other stuff. So popped off at awards. In terms of a brief synopsis of the film, I truly don't even know how to describe this movie if we're being honest okay uh i i wrote something out so in an attempt but it's it's a chaotic ass movie honestly okay i'm into it so basically a group of college students go to stay at one of their family's cabins and they find some weird objects in the cellar of the cabin when the doors like fling open on their own And in the cellar, they find something that summons a family of zombies that are out for blood. And there's, like, a ton more going on than that. But anything else that I could tell you would be, like, a pretty significant spoiler. Okay. So, and it's also sort of, like, a meta-horror that intentionally pokes fun at horror tropes and things like that. But, yeah, I don't know what else I could tell you without spoiling everything. <laughs> but so we'll start there and then we can talk about it more after we watch it. 
<laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but trigger warnings for this movie are also kind of a lot. So there's spiders and bugs, snakes, stalking, broken bones, tortures. There's an ableist slur used at one point. Vomiting, but it's in the background. Needles and syringes. Suicide. And gore is pretty prevalent, but... Remember, it's a horror comedy, so there's, like, a lot of levity involved mm. as well. But it is kind of a gross movie. Okay. <laughs> so, Let's... just be aware of that. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Oh, there might be also, like, some aspects of body horror, but not in, like... I don't even know how to explain this. Uh, there's creatures that look kind of body horror-esque, but people aren't... Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Humanoid yeah. S creatures that, that are kind of fucky looking. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird fucking movie, but I'm honestly excited to revisit it. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. You can handle it. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I yeah. guess I think I can handle it. I'm a little nervous. I think it'll be fine. Okay, because you said there's, like, a lot of gore and shit, so. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. But you can always close your eyes. Yeah, true. I might be closing my eyes a lot. And Sorry, that's okay. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all right. Well, yeah, so with that, then, you wanna watch it? Yeah, let's do it to all it. Right. Let's fucking go. See y'all on the flip side. Bye, bitches. I have a feeling these kiddos are sacrifices. Mmm. I'm living in a womb of reefer. You need to start saying that. (gasps) Okay, don't get close to it. No. Wind does not blow cellar doors open, you fucking- Especially when the entrance is interior. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Creepy dolls, hate it. Mm-hmm. Creepy old family, hate it. Oh, so there's a bunch of different monsters. Mm-hmm. Sexy witches! <laughs> there's witches and sexy witches. Aw, that's so sad. That's not the yeah. little kids. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Little kids should be always left out of any... If, if there's any uh, mythical creatures listening, leave the children alone. If there's any old <laughs> pagan gods listening, leave the children alone. Leave them out of it. I was about to say, wow, they really started their kills early. We're already, like, halfway through the movie. <laughs> the thing. If y'all need sacrifices for your pagan overlords, that's fucking great. There are plenty of child molesters in prison. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Leave it to a bunch of fucking ten-year-old girls to exercise a demon. Honestly. And put it into a little frog. Women can do anything. Marty! 
party! <laughs> yes! Yes! Hell yeah. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. <laughs> System purge? Oh my god. They're yeah. not. They deserve it. Yes. I just hope the monsters know who freed them and they like all become besties. Right. That's how have I have a little this tea to party. End. Yeah. Right? They can all hang out. <laughs> this is amazing. It's fucking awesome. <gasps> they just ripped that guy in half. Yeah. Slay. Honestly, here's the thing. If you didn't want this to happen, it shouldn't have been a button. Exactly. Why the like, fuck why? was it a button? A unicorn? Yep. Oh, see, death by unicorn would be fine. Honestly, with how much weed he smokes, him and the ancient horrors would get along just fine. They would vibe. Like, it's, it's good. Just passing the blunt. Honestly, dream smoke circle. Marty and all the ancient horrors. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can't defeat it with the power of friendship? No, unfortunately not. Okay, we're back. We are um, indeed. First of all, I just want to say that I really hoped you like it rewatching it because I fucking loved that. Oh, movie. <laughs> I loved it. And I'm honest. That was awesome. Right? I'm so fucking annoyed with past me for being like, that movie's fucking dumb. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because I just, I just didn't, I wasn't in the right mindset to No, I get it. it. If you were, if you were going into it thinking it was going to be like classic horror, like, you mm -hmm. know. Like, they could have definitely done it a different way and made it more of a classic horror, like, while mm -hmm. still, still keeping all the elements in it. Um, but I, I, I really fucking like that movie. I fucking loved it. It's great. It's definitely um, higher up there on my top 15, we'll say, list of horror yeah, movies. Yeah, no, that... Maybe top 10. That, movie, that was really fun. That was so fun. That, like, it um, almost gave me, like, Scream vibes. Yeah. Like, with the, like, kind of meta of it all. Um, the whole concept of it was really fucking cool. Isn't it? Um, it's fucking sick. Yeah, I, that was awesome. I, I really liked that. I um, agree. I had a ton of fun with that. So then, yeah. what would you rate it on a scale of one to ten spookies, though? On a scale of one to ten spookies. There were some, there were some points that, yeah. like, really scared me. Um, and they did a really good job of offsetting it with the comedy. I liked I think. the balance a lot, yeah. Yeah, the I think it had a really excellent balance. I'm gonna give it like an eight. Like I screamed Damn. during some of the jump scares. Um, yeah, some of the jump scares really got me, but it <laughs> like normally you guys know I have a issue with jump scares, but the comedy really like offset it for mm -hmm. me. Like it a jump scare would happen and then enough time would pass where it's like you like had the jump scare yeah and you could like sit with it for a minute but then something funny would happen to kind of take your mind off of it so yeah. it wasn't like there's a jump scare and then you're still like on the edge of your seat like freaking the fuck out it was like a jump scare would happen and you'd be like oh that was scary and then you'd be like okay someone just said something really fucking funny yeah. and i feel um, like it's almost to the point where there are 
points in the movie where you kind of forget that you're watching a horror movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it feels more like either like a sci-fi or like a straight up Mm -hmm. just comedy or just like a chill movie. And then Mm -hmm. someone gets stabbed in the hand while they're in the middle of boning in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, I, they did a really good job balancing all of that. I agree. Um, I loved it. It was, yeah, that movie was was really good. Yeah, definitely like an eight on the spooky scale. Um, I think, yeah, no, I think if they had done one more or the other, like one, like mm-hmm. more comedy or more horror, um, I I don't think I would have liked it as much. Yeah, like, I, think I agree. They really did like the perfect job. The cast was really good. The acting was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, just overall, I killed it. Good, good movie. Fucking sick movie. What would you rate <laughs> it in general then? Um, I honestly might give it a 10. I can't think yeah. of anything that I really didn't like. I mean, I, I didn't like the, um, the guys, like, sexualizing people and, right. like, doing, doing all of that, but I also understand that that's, like, part of the character to make them dislikable. Like, I, you're not supposed to like them. Like, exactly. Like, that part, those parts aren't supposed to be, like, the funny haha moments, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to watch that and be like, man, these guys fucking suck. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So I think even though those comments and, like, that aspect of it made me uncomfortable and I didn't like it, mm-hmm. there was a reason for that and it wasn't, like, bad writing. And Exactly. Like, it, but the point is that they're supposed to behave like that so mm-hmm. you don't like them. Yeah, um, and, like, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard did, like, such a good job of, like, making it clear that that's yes. an intentional move and not just, like, how they think people should talk about other people you know what i mean exactly exactly yeah so, so i think yeah, that's I'm the gonna... difference in that yeah exactly different movies um, how they handle that kind of thing sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a 10 like solid <laughs> I that's the fuck a, out of that. a 10 movie for me <laughs> like I, yeah. I really fucking enjoyed that that was fucking um, awesome i might um add that into my annual just watching of spookies for myself like that was yeah I'm glad dope. you got to kind of like rewatch it from a me different too. a different lens. Like that was yeah. really like kind of a perfect <laughs> movie for me. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it was fucking great. And honestly, I kind of appreciate it in another way in that it's kind of there's a lot of other horror movies. Not a lot. There's a good handful of other horror movies that I didn't like on first watch. But this is kind of encouraging mm-hmm. me to give other ones another shot, yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, because there's like a couple that everyone is obsessed with if you're into mm-hmm. horror that I just could not get into and I'm just mm-hmm. like maybe maybe I just need to go back into it with a better mindset so you know shout out mm-hmm. to Cabin in the Woods for encouraging yeah. me to give things second chances. <laughs> yeah I really think that they um got a lot of inspiration from Scream because you really yeah, have they that did. classic like there's these like just I don't want to say genre of people, but like these st- prototypes of people, stereotypes of people, mm-hmm. um, and they all had elements of those stereotypes. But the thing that made them interesting is that they weren't actually the stereotypes. Exactly, it was just they were forced into those roles mm-hmm. by the pheromones that they were releasing, the situations that they were in. Like they mm-hmm. put chemicals in the blonde of her hair to make her seem dumber. Like, yeah. but they're not actually those kind of people. And so it's like you see them at the beginning, and you're really like kind of rooting for them as, like, this, like, kind of ragtag group of friends that all just, like, are hanging out, Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, no, I, I 
really liked that right? movie. Yeah. And then at the end, like uh, Sigourney Weaver even says whenever she's kind of out. She's the director, by the way, mm-hmm. that they mention oh, cool. a couple of other times in the movie, like the director downstairs. Mm-hmm. That's her. Yeah. So okay. I didn't mention that at the beginning because like explaining who the director is without giving away everything Mm -hmm. would have been impossible. But she Mm -hmm. kind of explains it too. Whenever she's outlining things to uh, Marty and Dana, she calls Dana the virgin and Dana's like, what? And she says, we work Mm -hmm. with what we can or something like Mm -hmm. that. So that just kind of tells you that they were molding everyone into what they needed them to be. Mm -hmm. And Because, like, you already picked up on that, but then she kind of just solidifies it. And I just thought that was Mm -hmm. a really cool choice. And yeah, she does it in a way that's kind of subtle, but still, like, direct. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I like, I really liked Marty's character. As you guys know, I was rooting for him the whole fucking time. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like his character, and I like the way that they did. Because, like, in Scream, you have Randy, who's kind of, like, explaining the whole, like, horror movie trope like who's gonna die blah blah blah. whereas like marty it seemed less like oh i'm a big like horror buff mm-hmm. kind of guy but instead he's just like i'm a stoner and like the government like you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, he's like fuck the government use your goddamn common sense don't talk yeah. to fucking assholes that you see at gas stations kind of thing like yeah just the most street smart of all of them yeah, and he's supposed to be the fool, which mm-hmm. is just, like, he just smokes a lot, a lot of pot. He just smokes um, a lot. And you know what's hilarious about that is that the actor mm. who played Marty, he actually had very, very little experience, like, smoking weed or, like, being mm. around stoners, honestly. Yeah. And so he had to go through, like, a quote-unquote stoner training to be marty and like i love that they had to teach him how to like roll blunts and like Mm -hmm. he had to like learn how people actually behave when they're stoned and like all Mm -hmm. sorts of things it's just so funny to me i honestly think he really did a really good job because Mm -hmm. it's like you see like there's like the stereotypical stoner where they're just like trippy hippies and they have like no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. and they're like really out of it the whole time but that's not really what smoking weed is like at all um and so i think he did a really good job of like accurately portraying what someone high is like because i feel like it's less being like oh i'm so like zoinked out that i can't even see like what the fuck is happening in Mm -hmm. front of me and more just being like like have you seen that tiktok where it's like do you ever feel like the wind is trying to tell us something and the the other (laughs) person (laughs) like you know that tiktok sound i feel like being stoned is more like that where you're just sitting there and you're just like you're just thinking about stuff you ever think that the government is maybe watching us and is sending, like, monsters after us every once in a while? Like, have you, ever, have you guys ever thought about that? Like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, it's more like that kind of shit. Um, but however, uh, other note, the thing with the moose where he thought the wolf was a moose, that was fucking hilarious. That was um. so <laughs> funny. And that is actually, I forget which movie it is, but this movie is, like, chalk full of easter eggs and references to other horror movies and i have some of Mm -hmm. them written down but the reference of it being a moose instead Mm -hmm. of a wolf is i believe it's an evil dead reference the cabin in evil dead has like Mm -hmm. a moose uh mount instead of a wolf so it's just supposed to be Mm -hmm. a little a goofy little thing but it's also just gen like just hilarious even without knowing Mm -hmm. that and i appreciated that Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I also think the cast had really good chemistry. Like, I right? really, it, it really felt like they were all, like, longtime friends. And then mm-hmm. you have, like, the nerdy guy who's kind of just there to be set up with um, Dana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he seems kind of like, I don't want to say, like, outcasted, but it just seems like he, it's the first time that he's hanging out with this group right. who, like, knows each other really well, and he's kind of just, like, getting with it. Um, just, like, a very sociable kind of nerd yeah. guy, because he's, like, not, like, awkward or anything. But, yeah, no, I... Literally all of it. 10 out of 10 cast, 10 out of 10 comedy, 10 out of 10 horror. Like, I I have no really notes. this movie. <laughs> like, genuinely. No like, notes. I can't think of a part... Like, I definitely have parts that, like, freaked me out because, like, the gore and stuff, but I didn't even think that they overdid it with that. There's no. a lot of blood, but it was almost, like comical the amount yeah of blood. exactly like i feel like that was more of a comedy aspect than a horror mm-hmm. aspect i definitely um, agree with yeah. that for sure i yeah yeah one <laughs> other funny thing about marty though is so the scene when they're at the lake mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the only one that's like not getting in the lake and he's like still mm-hmm. in the baggy clothes and everything there's a reason for that um it's because he was shredded as fuck and they're like you can't he was built like more than fucking chris hemsworth at that point and i love that so they were like this is gonna like break the illusion a lot like this just oh and that's not to say that stoners can't be ripped but it's like not what they were going for (laughs) marty just as a character doesn't seem like he's fucking hidden the gym that's what i'm saying (laughs) all the time he seems like he likes to go on like long walks around the neighborhood maybe go on some hikes um but i don't i don't think he's uh hitting up planet fitness and curling those reps no um I don't even know if that's the right. I don't right? either. Curling. I don't curling know. Reps. I don't know gym lingo. It's push fine. and steal. I whatever. <laughs> he's not. He's not doing that. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. He's he's going on a long walk uh, to McDonald's um, while smoking a blunt. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what he's getting and up that's to. That's totally fine. Uh, yeah. Same retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. On the topic of having no notes for this movie, it goes down to the fucking kill count. They. The kill count of all the people on screen who died is absolutely perfect. Do you want to guess how many deaths there are? See, I want to make a joke and say like 69, but I feel like there was more than that. No, that's the answer. Oh, is it really 69? (laughs) (laughs) Again, a perfect fucking film. Amazing. Iconic. Literally no notes. No notes. None. (laughs) But I do have some fun little things to tell you about with this movie. So Drew Goddard, the writer-director, he based the lab off of the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico, which was super close to where he grew up. If you don't know, that's where the atomic bomb was built. So using that as a reference point for a laboratory design to hold horrific monsters and like world-ending creatures is pretty symbolic. (laughs) It's a Barbenheimer moment. Oh, oh my god. god, it is a Barbenheimer <laughs> moment. You're so right for that. <laughs> oh my god, wait. I'm sorry. Pause, period. We're throwing a game in. Can we decide who would game. go see Barbie and who would go see Oppenheimer? You're so <laughs> right. The cast? All right, game time. Hold up. All right, so. I'm like, I can't remember any of the characters' names. That's it doesn't okay. matter. I'll um, pull up the cast. It's fine. So, Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Who is going to see who? Guys, I know this is months late. I don't care. I, um, I also don't care. Barbenheimer <laughs> is forever, bitch. Barbenheimer is forever. Um, yes. Okay, okay, so, Dana. Sorry, my wrist Dana, just cracked, and I guarantee you heard it. Dana is definitely doing a Barbenheimer double feature. She um, is. 
she, I feel like, is going to see, um, I feel like she's getting brunch with her friend. Can't remember her name. The blonde one. Um, Jules. She's going to get lunch. She's, she's getting brunch with Jules. Both of them are going to see Barbie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she is gonna go smoke some weed with Marty, and then she's meeting up with the nerdy guy to go see Oppenheimer. But that's what she's doing. That is a really solid assessment. I agree. (laughs) No notes. Kurt. Kurt is the boyfriend. He's going to see Barbie with Jules. He is. He's also there. He is. And I don't think he cares that much about seeing Oppenheimer, except for the fact that he is, like, actually, like, a very scholarly dude. Like, he had a full ride to the college they were going to. So I Mm -hmm. wonder if he might want to go see Oppenheimer at a later time. Just Yeah, um, he's waiting until it's on streaming. Exactly. Just to see if it's, like, you know, historically accurate and all that shit. He also, I feel like, so Jules and Dana are going to Barbie, like, midnight. Not midnight, because they're going to get brunch first so they're going Mm -hmm. day of they went they went during the premiere but he is going like whenever jules goes the second time because you know that girl's seeing it she's seeing it twice five times at least Um, twice yeah you're right it's more like five times he's going like the second time with her to like go 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 see it i agree with Mm -hmm. that so we've already covered jules all right yes (laughs) um marty i feel like is also if he's seeing either of them Mm -hmm. it would be barbie yeah. On his own. I feel like he's, unabashedly. He's like, yeah, he's going by himself. He's taking an edible. Um, he is not going to be wearing pink because he didn't get the memo. Um, right. he's not on Twitter because Twitter is a government conspiracy. Exactly. Um, and yeah, he's going, but he's not going like opening night. He's going like at the yeah. end. Like it's, it's about to be out of theaters. He's heard like Jules and Dana won't shut the fuck up about it. So he's like, fine, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. go see Barbie. And like then whatever. I think when he comes out of it, he's buying flowers for every woman he knows. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Buying flowers and putting and putting flour in it. Weed flour in it. In yes. <laughs> I was, you can tell which one of us <laughs> doesn't know anything about weed because I was like, what are you talking about? Guys, I don't do drugs. Uh, I don't do drugs. <laughs> anyway, next, next. <laughs> Moving forward, Holden. Holden. Um, he's going to see Oppenheimer first. Yes. I feel For like sure. he and doesn't have intentions of seeing Barbie at first, but then but after he understands how much the women in his life care, appreciate yeah. it, he'll go see mm-hmm. it later. Yeah, Dana is, like, they're going on, like, a little, like, date, like, a lunch date after she's seen Barbie, and she talks about how it's, like, a great, like, critique on um, the patriarchy and how mm-hmm. it's a very feminist movie and how men should be seeing it. And so he goes he goes and sees it by himself. Yes. He's like, I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm going to see it. And then the next time he sees Dana, he is able to have, like, an intellectual conversation about it with her. So true. Um, except, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can do Citizen and Hadley from The Lab, the main two lab dudes. They're seeing Oppenheimer and they are berating the women in their lives about barbie Barbie. because they Mm -hmm. watched the fucking video from what is what is his fucking name one of the ben shapiro yeah the goddamn ben shapiro video they watched that and they're like yeah we agree with ben shapiro on everything yeah and then um their wives um have to try to hide from them that they saw barbie because they don't want to be made fun of by their husbands yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um also, the ancient horrors are all going to see Barbie. You're so right. They don't care about Oppenheimer. Nope. If they wanted an atomic bomb, they would just they would just rip through the Earth's crust. Exactly. Um, so they're going to see Barbie in theater for sure. They are. <laughs> they are. 100%. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Back 
back to the little fun facts about this movie. So it has, um, I'm, I'm also going to go through a bunch of the references to other horror movies, like I mentioned, but it has another fun tie to another horror franchise. Mm-hmm. Heather Langenkamp, who plays the iconic scream queen Nancy in A Nightmare on mm-hmm. Elm Street, she was a special effects artist for the movie. She and her husband started a production company called AFX Studio after she stepped away from acting. And oh yeah, gosh. they did the effects on this film. That's so cool. Isn't that sick? I love it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Going from like a scream queen to like doing doing special, the effects. I don't know. I, I was going to make a joke out of that, but I couldn't think of one quick enough. That's, That's okay. very cool. That's it's very neat. cool that she did that. <laughs> yeah. So now, going down the rabbit hole of all the references. Um, yes. Every... I caught the Shining one. Yes, you did Waterbug. catch the Shining one. Every single part of this movie is some sort of commentary or reflection on horror formulas and tropes, right down to the twist ending, right? The title card in the beginning, is even a reference to a horror movie. I don't remember which Mm -hmm. one in specific because I didn't write it down, but (laughs) that even is an Easter egg slash reference. So the main thing is there's a ton of references to the Evil Dead franchise. I already mentioned one with the moose head, but it was actually Mm -hmm. a wolf for this movie. Mm -hmm. The cabin is a giant one. It's literally the same cabin that they use in the first Evil Dead film from 1981. So it's not like the exact same cabin that they use, but it's a replica. I yeah. wrote that wrong, but yeah. So the cabin's a big one, but also Bruce Campbell, who plays Ash Williams, which is the main character in the Evil Dead movies, he was originally going to play the director, but he had scheduling oh. conflicts, so they got Sigourney Weaver, who, mm-hmm. she was in Alien, so that's another mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The zombies themselves were sort of based off of a combination of the hill people from The Hills Have Eyes, as well as the mm-hmm. Sawyer family and Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. The the Texas Chainsaw reference is more of them being like a redneck zombie family instead of just a zombie family. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so I see. That's, that's where the Texas Chainsaw kind of mm-hmm. comes in there. The failed rituals are each their own different references to horror films. So the Kyoto ritual is a reference to Ringu, which is the Japanese version of the ring. Yeah. Buenos Aires, there's was King Kong. Stockholm's was The Thing, a John Carpenter movie. And Madrid's Ritual was a Dracula reference. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that fucking sick? The whiteboard and the monsters in cages are obviously Mm. full of Easter eggs. You caught Mm. The Shining one. And so in this movie, they are called the twins. But we know because we covered The Shining that they're just supposed (laughs) to be sisters. They're not actually twins. (laughs) Just like eyebrows. Um... (laughs) The werewolf is a reference to Werewolf of London. Mm. The Wraiths are a reference to 13 Ghosts, which is a Matthew Lillard movie that we are absolutely going to be watching at some point because I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anything with Matthew Lillard, I mean, come on. Honestly. The Clowns are a reference to Pennywise from It, as well as mm-hmm. just like killer clown movies are like a big thing in general. Yeah. The Merman could be a reference to either Creature from the Black Lagoon or Frankenfish. It. Okay. Or both. It. I've never seen Creature from a Black Lagoon, but I have seen like pictures of it, mm-hmm. and it, that's the vibe that it gave me. Personally, that's fair. But. Yeah. It might be both. It might just be one. I don't know. And then there's on the whiteboard. It specifically says Deadites, and those are creatures directly from the Evil Dead franchise. Those aren't in oh, any cool. other horror things other than Evil Dead. Okay. And there's a fuckload more, obviously. 
So mm-hmm. the dude with the buzz saws sticking out of his head with the ball that you really mm-hmm. liked, he was based on Pinhead from Hellraiser. I can see that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And his actual name is apparently <laughs> Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain, which is very Pinhead coded. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> because Got you... that BDSM. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you don't know, um, Hellraiser is a very like BDSM body gore type thing. Yes, so. but it's not real BDSM because you have to have consent. The people in the movie, in some ways, some of the characters in Hellraiser that are having shit done to them do consent to it. So I will throw that. Okay, out well, there. but you are correct. That's Hellraiser, but I mean for this guy, if he would, yeah. if he would have been launched onto them, that correct unconsensual. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I love Hellraiser a lot, and I wish we could cover it on this pod, but maybe someday. But it's very body horror, very fa- yeah. It's I a don't... gross movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm agreeing with you, and I haven't seen it, but I just know, I just know. <laughs> I love it. It's great, though. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> I found a, a Screen Rant article that lists probably all of the references and Easter eggs. So that'll be in the document in the show notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to list all of them, but I highly recommend looking through it. There's a ton. But <laughs> my personal favorite monster is one that didn't actually make it onto the film other than being mentioned on the whiteboard. I don't know if you saw it. Um, his name is Kevin. <laughs> Oh, that's it? There's a spot on the whiteboard that just says Kevin. Kevin. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. if he would have been summoned... So in the basement, Marty was, like, messing with a film reel, right? Mm -hmm. He would have been summoned by that. And basically, he's just an unassuming dude who would kill people before they had a chance to realize that he was a monster. And he might be a reference to Sin City, which is an Elijah Wood movie. Or okay. we need we need to talk about Kevin, or both. Okay. Again, so yeah, I just think it's funny. Just Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, just imagine you're like camping with your friends in the woods, and then it's just some random. Like I'm imagining like, just like boy next door looking guy. Mm-hmm. Like he just like walks up. And he's like, hey guys, like what's up? Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all drinking? You mind if I have a beer? Then he just kills all of them. Yep. That would have been hilarious. Honestly, that would have been so fucking funny. The movie would have been so much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that it needed to be because again it's a perfect film, but Yes. It was yeah, just Kevin, you know. And the last one that I'll talk about is there were also monsters from the video game series Left for Dead in the facility and mm. that's because the film was going to be part of the game as well, like it was going to have a tie in in the Left for Dead series. So the reason that that didn't happen was because of the production delays for the movie that happened because mm. of the original production company going bankrupt. That makes sense. Yeah. So the, since they had already made the film, the creatures were already in it, but they just weren't able to do the tie-in into the Left 4 Dead mm. series, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's that's all I have for this. It's kind of more of a straightforward one than a lot of the movies that we watch, but yeah, it was very fun. But it's cool. It, it was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's so much more that I could say about it, but we're kind of, we're a little over time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But the, the Barbenheimer discussion <laughs> kind of it added needed to a happen, little bit of time. It, it needed did. to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this, yeah, this movie was excellent. I really have no notes. Um, I feel like I want to rewatch it again, mm-hmm. like 
soon. Well, then you um, answered my last question. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely want to watch this again. Like, I feel like I want to watch it and then, like, actually, like, pause during certain points so I can, like, like the yeah. whiteboard, like, I want to see everything on the whiteboard. That's on the whiteboard. Whenever, like, zooms out of all the monsters i want to see all the monsters mm-hmm. i also that end sequence i just want to talk about the end sequence for a oh yes release all the monsters that was fucking awesome i like loved i it. and i loved, loved that, that they like came in waves so you would like yes. think that they were done and then you would hear the mm-hmm. elevators ding and it's like oh shit there's more yes and then you had like the little girl at the very end yeah um, like him by herself that was really cool that was really um, cool yeah i, I really love it liked that movie it's and i've Go ahead. I, the, it might be a bold take. I feel like people, like, go one way or the other, but I really liked the end. That they decided not to kill each other and just, like, die with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really cool. I wish they could have saved it with the power of friendship, but, I mean, <laughs> if that doesn't work, then I guess the ancient horrors will come back. Yeah, um, you know. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna <laughs> do? Sometimes you gotta yeah. unleash the ancient horrors when you're just done. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could. Some days, I'm Sometimes. like, Sometimes. I really wish I could just release the ancient horrors right now. You know? Um, you know, when they get my order wrong at Starbucks, <laughs> um, when I stub my toe, when a customer is rude, I'm just like, man, I really wish I could release the ancient horrors right now. Fuck. Right? Um, but unfortunately not. Unfortunately Whoever's we in can't. charge of that needs Figure to take Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. We might be tempting fate a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um it's fine it's fine i don't take me seriously you know Uh, the way that we can prevent that from happening just never read the latin just yeah yeah don't read the latin Mm -hmm. um leave kids out of it all of that i'm glad i really liked that in japan the the children got to like with the power of friendship with the power that's what i'm saying like yeah i guess the power of friendship can uh derail demons and shit but not not the ancient horrors not the ancient horrors unfortunately Unfortunately. one of these days the ancient horrors are going to be released and they're going to call me to the jury and they're going to be like you said in this podcast that you would release the ancient horrors are you responsible and we're not going to have any evidence to the contrary yeah, I plead the fifth. Sorry, guys. Yep. Yeah, get a real <laughs> good lawyer. Yeah, get a, get a good lawyer. Yep. Maybe the guy with the ball. Chainsaw head. Yeah, there you go. I feel like he would be a good lawyer. I yeah. feel like he would as I well. Know. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he went to law school. I don't know. Maybe. Um. <laughs> Who fucking knows? This movie knows? was so much fun. This movie was so much fun. It I was. I loved this so it much. It was. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we watched it, for sure. Me too! <laughs> yeah. Because I, I debated it. I really did. It was between this and a different movie for today. And then the other mm-hmm. movie was on Netflix, and I don't have that right now. So fuck that. Um, oh my yeah. god! Netflix just did the thing. It did the household thing. Yeah, that's it, why I don't have it right now. Yeah. We're going to have to decide if we want to pay for Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll keep this part in the pod. I got kicked off ago. Yeah, no, we just got kicked off a couple days ago. I can still access it on my phone. Like, my, it's because of my mom's Netflix, mm. which is really weird. Yeah. So I've just been using that for right now. Um, Yeah, don't know if I'll keep this in the pad, but, like, fuck you, Netflix. Like, fuck, fuck? you. Ne- no, like, fuck, fuck Netflix, honestly. Fuck like, Netflix. Like, like you do you're not telling need any me right money. now, this is, we're still in the midst of all the strikes and shit right now. Mm. You're telling me that you just fucking more than doubled 
your profits because of people getting new fucking accounts and you can't pay your fucking writers more yeah get no fucked. that's what i'm saying and also like you just like make shows just to cancel them yep. and it's like i saw there was like a twitter post about um like what they do is they like pitch it and it's like okay if the first season does well then this is how much money you'll make for the second season mm-hmm. and then at the, like it like keeps increasing based on how many seasons that you get and so they just pull it after the first or second season that even makes if it does so much really fucking well, sense so they don't have to pay people more like mm-hmm. that's what they do in their contracts instead of just being like it's just gonna be the same across or instead of it just being like we're gonna trial run this and then you have a set payment for the rest of whatever yeah no they'll be like that's why so many of your favorite fucking shows get one season or two seasons and then they cancel it no matter how good it is well now you know fuck netflix yeah. fuck netflix um fuck so capitalism that, no. yep uh on that note um you can follow us on twitter at (laughs) actually apparently twitter's rebranding i don't know what twitter is gonna be by the time we say it if you want to follow our twitter whatever but like (sighs) fuck it we'll post when there's new episodes we might post more occasionally who fucking knows Twitter's not yeah. important. <laughs> Don't fucking Twitter care. is not important anymore. Follow us on Instagram at Here's Horror Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on our Kofi at Here's Horror Podcast. Um, Send us an subscribe. email and tell us which of these horrors you would want to unleash on your friends. <laughs> yeah, who would? Yeah, who would you pick? Um, if you had the choice of which horror you would pick, mm-hmm. I would pick Kevin personally, just because I Same. think he seems like a cool guy. I agree. I, I feel like he would kill me quick. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know. Um, Here's Horror Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can. And find us on Tumblr at Here's Horror. If you don't want to shoot us an email, totally fine. Send us in an on on Tumblr mm-hmm. and let us know who you would pick. Um, I also think Death by Unicorn would be pretty cool. Um, I agree. It's an, another one of my votes. It's kind of dope. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, come, yeah, tell us tell us what monster you would pick, guys. Yeah. I really want to know. I want to know um, so badly. Yeah, and if there's and somehow any monsters, okay, look at that article that has everything <laughs> listed. And if there's somehow something they missed, tell me. I want to know. Actually, I'm changing my answer. I want to be killed by sexy witches. Same. Or regular witches, because I think any witch is sexy. I don't know. What I just is a love women. So. I also just love women. Um, also, let us know your thoughts on Barbie. I don't really care about your thoughts on Oppenheimer. Let us know your thoughts on Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, and who you think would be going to Barbie or Oppenheimer in the theater. Um, we already decided for the cast members. Maybe tell us what creatures in Cabin in the Woods you think. That is were, such a good idea. Going. I would love to um, hear that. Yes, please let us know. We won't get into it now because we're trying to wrap up. But <laughs> um, yes. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Same. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening. And as always, thank you to Tay for watching Cabin in the Woods with me. I fucking loved it. You are welcome. (laughs) I also loved it. I want to watch it, rewatch it again. Let's just watch it again right now. Let's do it. All right. We got to go do that now. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys.